0: welcome again touch heaven both here and online and uh, typically you know this time of the year we get a new year's message and typically i don't do that Um, however as i was praying i i did build upon where we've been going since probably about four or five weeks ago and that is that it's time for us to reset recalibrate for the kingdom it doesn't mean we get rid of everything else What it means is, is that we build upon it and get ourselves focused. So I want to move forward in that this morning and I'll go as fast as I can uh, so that we still get you out of here in time to uh, whatever you do earlier in the Sunday. How many of you are uh, anxious to go watch the Cleveland Browns play the Steelers at one o'clock? Yeah, that's what I thought. Just about three of you, that's it. All right. Do you want me to prophesy who's going to win so you don't even have to watch it? Let me tell you who's going to win. Ohio State's going to win next time. Yeah. Ohio State's going to win. And I'm, you know, I feel sorry for Clemson, but not real sorry. They deserved a good smackdown, so praise the Lord, right? So, yeah. All right. So we got that out of my system. I'm still haven't been able to sleep much since that game. But uh, what I do, what I would like to give credit to was the strong words of Justin Fields. He was very fast to humble himself and give all the glory to God Almighty. And something he said sort of told me something unique was going to happen. And he released it very quietly in an interview. And he said, I think that I had two very bad games because God wanted to get my attention. That was his way of saying, I wasn't quite there and he said and i think we're gonna do okay now he got there and uh i think that's how we need to look at ourselves going into this year no matter what you think of yourself Um, oftentimes we're always looking at some springboards for new beginnings and many of us as we often know we make commitments that we don't keep very long some not even as long as getting out the door of the church, let alone into the next year, because we can't do it ourselves. And when we try to simply make it our thing, we are destined to fail. But we are also destined to overcome. So new beginnings can come to us in many different ways, can they not? Um, Some are joyful, They're joyfully anticipated. Something wonderful is about to happen. Something great is happening. Something happens in our life. Something calibrates for you in a positive way or within your family. And that's a good new beginning, isn't it? But then there's other ways. Um, You know, some can seem rather daunting. Some can seem as if it's a little bit too much to take. For example, suddenly you have to move. Or suddenly, whatever you thought was your safety net is taken away from you. Or whatever it is, um, it's something daunting. It's a challenge that you hadn't really expected or prepared for. And then, of course, something can hit you extremely suddenly. And it can bring sadness, can it? It can bring death. It could bring separation. It can bring loss. It could be the end of a, rep, uh, of a relationship. And uh, these things seem hard to suggest and understand that that too is a new beginning. So today we want to mix all that up in the same pot. And we want to come out with an understanding that no matter where you're sitting on that pendulum, no matter where you're at on that measuring stick, God is there not only for you, but with you. So we have many examples and stories and verses in the Bible, too many to cover right now. But what I had sent to us was beginning in the book of Genesis, chapter 1. And in there, we see at the very beginning, the very first disclosure of God, it actually says what? In the beginning. And so we get set for the beginning in the beginning. He exposes himself to us and gives us the understanding of the mystery of how he deals with new beginning. And that's the big beginning. And there's another big beginning that's as big as that one is that we'll talk about in a moment, and it has to do with you and with me and with our being born again in Jesus Christ. But in that beginning, he showed us some things. And in the beginning, he said, simply, let there be. And with that, there was a hovering, a creational power of the Holy Spirit that was released. The Holy Spirit released by the words of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, How do we know that? Because in the Hebrew, it's done in the plural, let us as he moved forward. And so it was a cooperative effort that began then and is still working right now in you and in me and in all of creation in the beginning. And in the beginning, as the Holy Spirit was hovering, hovering over chaos and confusion, does that sound warm and welcoming? Are you having some issues in your life or expectations where you're saying, what's next? How about a bad Christmas present? How about you get let go from a job right before Christmas? How about somebody gets sick right before Christmas? I've heard so many people tell me, I'm always going to have a Christmas memory of that bad thing. Well, let me tell you, some of the roughest times I had coming to the Lord was at Christmas. But none of those, none of those quench my expectation and excitement and spirit in Christmas because of all the good That God has done through that. The bad has waned away. And what I thought was bad was good. Because it prepared me and seasoned me and tempered me and separated me. And allowed me to understand I can't do it myself. There was nothing I could do to change the experiences at that time. But rely on Him. And then He built. And you know, the building process of God in us is one we need to understand. There's a time to sow, right? And there's a time to reap. And there's a time to cry and there's a time to be joyous god plants and takes plants and takes and in my life one thing i've understood and i believe it lines up with the gospel of the word of god perfectly is that his is a kingdom that is built upon addition that must have subtraction it's not reasonable to what we do we want to build 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 But in God's kingdom, he reduces so that we can increase. We must sow a seed into the ground that dies in order for that seed to come up. We must become one with him so that self dies to him and we say, Lord, you take over. So in one essence, something is getting subtracted. And if we're getting successful in the things of God, we are constantly working on subtracting myself. You notice I didn't say yourself. That's up to you. I know I've got a lot of stuff to subtract and work on. And I lay them before the Lord, and some of them are stubborn. You know, as I've often said before, that flesh can be very stubborn, can't it? It can hold on to the old things, the old gossip, the old vocabulary, the old thoughts, the old condemnation, and the enemy of your soul who manifests in so many different ways, he'll remind you of how inconsequential we are so many times, of how we've messed up, how we've lost up. And how we're probably going to do it again is what he puts in your head. But all of that's not true. It's all lies because that Holy Spirit that God first shows to us in Genesis 1 is hovering over the chaos and confusion of your life. And he has one intent, one purpose. It is his cause to create. So he creates in you a new heart. And he creates in you a right spirit. And he creates in you a new temple that can receive the kingdom of God in this odd-shaped being. Of course, I'm the only one who's odd-shaped, I understand. But in this odd-shaped being, he can create this wonderful temple that's beyond anything we can imagine or understand. But we can accept it if we stop back and take a look. I think Paul grasped that. You know, when he said that it's like looking in a looking glass, like in a mirror. They didn't have the silver nitrate on the back of the mirrors then. They would look in a piece of glass or or in a shimmering stream or whatever they could get a reflection from a shimmering piece of metal. And, And he said, it's like looking in a looking glass. And I see the glory of the Lord looking back at me. That's where we want to be in our new beginning going. It's what we see when we look in the looking glass. And one of the things we need to do is like what we know how to do here in Ohio very well. Because we get in our vehicles and if we don't have some air moving, it steams up real quick, it's hard to see, isn't it? I remember many times flying when just at the wrong time, the, the cockpit window would steam up because we were going through some temperature changes and it would be right usually when you're trying to land, coming down, especially over here at about 3000 feet to hit 1280 on the runway and, and it would steam up. And so you would quickly go like this so that you could see where you were landing because it was obscured. And many times that's our lenses. We obscure ourselves from what God really is doing for us and who he is in us. You see, that's why it's so wonderful about the words of the greatest prophet, according to Jesus Christ that ever walked, John the Baptist. And you know what his ministry uh, 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 code was? I must decrease so that he increases. Now, we thought that was only about him becoming less so that Jesus could become more. But I think John had a very strong relationship with God the Father. And God, the Holy Spirit, in an anticipation of the Messiah, in the fullness and abundance of God. And what he was seeing was that he himself needs to decrease so that he could even be more for God and for himself. And so let's just go through a few points very quickly, if we can, about new beginnings. So we talked about creation, and the next thing that God does is he says, and... God said, and then we see again, God said, let there be. And then we see again, God said, let there be. And again, and again, and again, releasing this creational power in declarations. You see, if we just get a theological comprehension of God in our head, it's not working for you. I can tell you, I've been around the most boring theologians alive today and I don't see the power. One of them I was in a green room with. He's still on television, but God bless him, and I was getting ready to go out. He, he, I was going out before him in a very large assemblage down in Florida, and I'm not gonna tell you his name. You would know who he is. He's sold zillions of books and stuff, and he's on television more hours than anybody there is late at night and everything else, and I felt the spirit in the green room and it was quenching me, and I, was, I found myself in warfare in the room, and the only two people in the room were he and I and a big plate of fruit that they had cut up in the room for us, and I really wanted to focus on some of that cantaloupe and honeydew, but I couldn't dare touch it because of the resistance I was feeling there. And I had to go out, and I had to bring a message, um, and then he was next. And I realized it was emanating from this man. And I finally turned around. I looked, I said, what's wrong with you? And he broke out. And he began to shake and he began to manifest and he began to swell up in tear. And I said, man, you need delivered. He said, yes, I do. I said, how long you been in this state? He said, 10 years. I said, 10 years you've been suffering like this? He goes, yeah. I said, they're calling me out in 90 seconds. I said, all I can do for you right now is pray for you and say, Lord, bless him and help him and give him peace. And he says, oh, I'm used to this. I said, you're used to this. He was looking through a lens that accepted the situation he was in. And afterwards, we had a little bit of time, not much, not enough to accomplish what needed done. And my heart was panning for him because I thought to myself, somebody with all this wisdom And he teaches a lot about wisdom. It's his thing. All this wisdom. Didn't understand the power of God working inside of him to make all things new. And so we could have all the knowledge. We could say the sweetest prayers. We could be the best. You know, I've been around people that I wish I could be like them. They could quote every scripture in the Bible, tell you the book and the verse. And I tried that for a while. It didn't work for me. What worked for me was to get it in my head and in my heart and know the word was there and I really didn't care what the scripture and the verse was because I knew that if I had it here that it would come out here and speak from here. Now, some who can do that, God bless them. But don't be intimidated by that. God's relationship with you is very simple. It's very simple. Lord, you increase, help me to decrease. What you work on is not how to be greater in God, how to be lesser in ourselves. God will do the rest. Isn't that something? And that's what he told me on my way out this morning. And that's why I was a little late. And that's why I tell him, keep praying until I get here because he does that to me. He grabs me at the last second when I think I'm all prepared and he puts a switch on. And sometimes it means I leave the notes there and I come out with something else or nothing. And what he said to me was, son, tell my children, tell my people that if they want more of me, give me more time of them. That's the answer. It's so simple. We want more of him. Call it the supernatural. Call it whatever you want. Spend time with him. If you're spending a minute a day Make it 10 minutes. If you're spending 10 minutes, make it an hour. If you're spending an hour, make it two hours. Do whatever you can do. And what you will find is that it will carry you through the day, and you'll have to work about the things of yourself half as much as God does two times more for you and more. That's how you seek the kingdom of God. That's the mystery that Jesus Christ said when we were talking about needs and overcoming and all the things that we need and worried about our future and all, he said it's simple. Could you imagine being with Christ and these profound things come out of his mouth and he's talking to 12 mostly plain people, right? One was a doctor. So, you know, his mother was proud she had a doctor. One was an attorney. The Jewish mother was proud she had an attorney. The mother who had the fisherman, She says, eh, well, at least they work hard right? And then you had the other one who was a tax collector. Well, he collected tax. My son was rich, but now look at him. He's following this Jesus. He's got nothing. Could you imagine these Jewish mothers? And they come up with this upbringing and all of a sudden, Jesus says something profound. Don't listen to your mother. Your mother, I know, but Lord, we're giving everything up to follow you. You don't know what I'm hearing from mama. You don't know what I'm hearing from my wife. You don't know what the people are saying. I mean, I didn't have a lot in the first place. I gave it gone. Or I gave it all and I had a bunch. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. Listen, this is truth. Do you know he said we would worship him in spirit and truth? Do you know how the word truth breaks down in Hebrew? Reality. We will worship him in reality. Reality, not empirical reality, not the reality that comes from senses or the things that we hear or know or experience, because that reality isn't the real reality. The real reality is what God establishes in the kingdom of God that overcomes everything. That's the first and the foundational gold standard of walking in him. It's his reality. So we do well to just listen to the simple words of Jesus because everything else can become clutter and confusion and religious. It's too much. You know, I, oh, I just came to the Lord, or I just got back with the Lord, or I, I'm just, and then and, and you think you have to layer upon layer. Guess what? Give me the person who's fresh to the Lord that came with all kind of guilt stains and addictions and problems and failures. I'd rather have that person anytime than the person who's been religious for 40 years. You can't do a thing with that person, you can't go anywhere. Because they already think they're somewhere and don't realize they're not in the right place. Huh? huh. Give me that fresh one. Give me the one who's tear-stained that says, God, I need you. I want you. I'm laying it all down. Now that's the one that the Lord can work with and be blessed. And this is the message. And that's why we need to reaffirm ourselves, to recalibrate ourselves, to reset ourselves. We need to regenerate ourselves in the Holy Spirit today and every day. And we need to say, okay, I got it, but how do I do it? You know, the kingdom is very confusing if you don't understand the simplest of the kingdom. I was brand new in the Lord. I lived on Selma Avenue. Uh, David and Say know where that is. It's not far from where they live. A little farther, and and it, and, and you own some homes and properties in that area uh, on Fifth Avenue. And 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 I had a, an old home that I lived in, and 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 you know the story. It had no electric, no heat, and I was a hermit in there. And I would take long walks, and one of the walks would take me all the time to the cemetery that was behind. The Jewish Community Center and that's where I would see people that I knew being laid to rest and I would cry because I would see people out there about them and and just going through the the ritual of laying this person in the cemetery before sundown but I didn't see the hope and the joy and I my heart was panning and I said oh if they could only know the Messiah I don't know God's grace I hope your grace is enough Lord it was enough for me alive. Could you be enough for them dead? That's how I would pray. That's how I would pray. And then watching those, one of the times it was about, I was maybe six weeks saved. I don't know, not long because it was a cold day and you know, yeah, it was long. It was trying to get them in the ground in the winter. And one of the people turned to me and said, Hey, We're having this forum at the Jewish Community Center. This is one of the only Jews that would keep talking to me after they threw me out of the temple because they realized that I was now, well, as they called it, a Christian, and I was trying to tell them I'm still a Jew. I'm a Messianic, I believe. They didn't want to hear any of it. But this guy, this old guy, he looked at me, and he says, you might be interested in this. He said, they're having a speaker, and the speaker's coming in, and he's talking about somehow how the Judeo-Christian faith also merges together. He says, this might interest you. I took it as a word that I should declare. I was pretty bored, didn't have a lot of places to go and do, especially that I could walk to. So I, went, I walked up to the Jewish Community Center on that evening. And I'm sitting next to this old guy. And this man starts to talk about the kingdom of God. And this old man sits and talks to me right in my ear. And he says, could you believe such a thing? And I'm looking and he's got the tattoos of the Holocaust in his wrist, his numbers. And he says, could you look at such a thing? He says, one of these people came to my door and they told me the kingdom of God was here. How stupid. Where is it? He's challenging me and I'm looking at those numbers. I'm thinking this poor guy was in a death camp. I didn't have an answer. I didn't have an answer. I went back regretting that I didn't have an answer for this man of what the kingdom of God was. I didn't understand it. In my head, I had somebody tell me that now that I'd received Jesus, the kingdom of God was in me, but I couldn't see it. I didn't feel it. I didn't understand it. But Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he will add everything you need unto you. Wow. What if I were to tell you right now? Now, I know there's, what, two big, I don't know. I saw it on the news last night. I told my wife, you better go buy one. She started laughing. I always tell her that. We never buy any lottery tickets. So I'm never going to win. I'm never going to win unless one of you buy it and gives it to me and I hit it. And I I don't know. Because then I'd have to make a confession to you that I went and bought a lottery ticket and... Or pack up and leave and take everything with me, and you'll say, what happened to them? But, but the lottery, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of money. I don't know how much it is, but it's hundreds of millions right now. What if I were to say to you, this is a sure thing, buy the ticket, 777 the number of God, just go buy that, you're going to win. I assure you, you're going to win. It's going to take care of all the rest of your needs the rest of your life. You say, ooh, you'd run there. You'd knock people over getting up there. You would get there, and you wouldn't buy 20 tickets. You'd buy one. You'd say, I'm not going to waste my money on all that. I'm going to buy one. We have the one. His name is the Lord God Almighty. And he says with that, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, now I know how to talk about the kingdom of God. Now I understand that the kingdom of God isn't just decided in a few words. The kingdom of God is everywhere that God is. It's all the presence of God. It's everything that he is in heaven and on earth and everywhere else. And I know this, that where the presence of God is, where God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost are, wherever that is, that's his kingdom. And guess what? If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, the kingdom is in you. And you may not feel it all the time, and you may feel it some of the time. And you know, the kingdom is sort of invasive. The kingdom is violent, it says in the, king, in the word of God. that I don't know about you, that bothered me. Jesus tells me if somebody smacks you, turn your face. That's a hard one for me. Look at this nose, got busted lots of times, but Pete, Pete, repeat came out turn your face, but then I'm trying, I'm trying to be a sheep, but then he's telling me the kingdom's violent and it's inside of me. I'm saying, well, see what you did? (laughs) But it's invasive and it's violent. And so what happens is that that kingdom of God that's moving inside of us is violent against everything that's not of God, that's against you. It's violent. That's radical faith. Huh? People think Christians are weak and meek. Well, we're sort of meek, but we ain't weak. We're strong. We're so strong that we can stand in the middle of the storm and believe the sun is out. We're so strong that we could be in sinking sand and know that our feet are going to land on a rock and that we're not going under. We're so strong that in the face of everything that's thrown at us, we can say, he's got it. Because he who is inside of me is stronger than all of that. And because of him, <laughs> I can do all things. Because of him, not me. Not how long I've been in the Lord, not who I know, not what i have done. No, that's not righteousness. Seek him first in the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God is so simple, so simple. I spent a whole series on it here. It's so simple. It's Christ in you is the righteousness of God. He was made your sin that you might be made His righteousness. So the kingdom and the righteousness, two ingredients to a new beginning every hour, every day. It's so simple. It's so simple. For me, there was a time I had to write that down because the onset of the day, just the day, would come so hard. How about when, you know, you're listening to some preacher, you fall asleep or you got a worship song in your head. Leanne does that to me all the time. She puts these songs out and they get in my head and they stay with me for days, which is a good thing. Thank you. And, and I find myself, I'm not too good with the lyrics, but I find myself doing really well with the song and the harmonies and the symphony of worship inside of me, but then something happens in the night and sometimes you wake up and your thoughts weren't good at night or you saw something that wasn't good at night. My wife told me this morning as I was on my way here, she had a dream and she didn't know if it was real. She thought one of the toilets in the house was overflowing. I said, "Well, is it real or not real? Do I have?" That? She said, "I think it was a dream." I said, "That's a bad dream." We wake up and we have to shake stuff off. We have to remember who we are in Him, but more so than that, what did He say to us this morning? Spend some time with Me. Spend some time with Me. Hmm. Now I understand why some of us and some people have to get up very early to set their days in the Lord because when we don't guess what it's sort of like uncalibrated a little bit sometimes it's while we're driving to where we're going sometimes it's just having some scriptures that we can call upon call it the scripture of the week that God gives us but he is in the resetting business and after God was all done saying in the beginning and the spirit was hovering and he said, let it be, let it be, let it be. And he said all of those things. He unfolded thousands of years, a history of people telling us how he gives new beginnings all the time. Creational new beginnings. One of the most powerful ones of all, Jesus Christ. Hmm? Died at the cross, descended into hell. Who's he that ascended but that he first descended? I don't know why people always want to argue with me about that. Paul made it very clear. Because the fact that he did means that he was able to redeem our spirits, not just our bodies. He's the first. He's the first new creation. And because of him, we are new creations and all things are made new. So there were many encounters, many things. 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. Hmm? If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. You don't have to work at it. You can't work at it. You just have to be aware of it. Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Now, I had a hard time with that one for a while. I said, Lord, a heart of stone, you know, you're pretty harsh, right? What happened to the grace and mercy? No, no, it's not a heart of stone that's against maybe trying to do good things for people. It's a heart of stone against God. It's a heart that says, I'm not going to, take the most daring step of my life and reduce myself enough to say, Jesus, let's have a go at it. I give up. That is the most courageous thing anyone can do in their life. Because what we do when we do that, we lay aside all of me. Doesn't mean we stop. It doesn't mean we don't work. It doesn't mean that we're not in partnership with God. No, 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 no. It means that we say okay now do it with me let's do it together and by the way lord i mess up (laughs) i mess up i mess up a lot you know what one of my prayers is to the lord i know none of you pray this way because you're all perfect but i pray this way i say lord do I really have to stand before the throne room with all of those billions of people and angels and all, and you're going to show all my dirty laundry? Are we really going to do that, Lord? Huh? Are we really going to explain all my faults and all the gossip and all the things that I made a mistake? Oh, yeah, I see some eyes go, woo. So, you know what? I pray to him, Father, give me a pass on that one, will you? Give me a Murphy huh? What do you think, Lord? Can we forget that one? I mean, if you say I have to do it, let's do it. As long as I'm getting through that gate, I'm okay. But if you're going to make me do it, make everybody else do it, Lord. No, I don't say it. <laughs> You know what I like? I like that scripture that says the old has passed away. And he says he takes our sins and it's as if he cast them in the deepest sea. And it means that his remembrance of us is the lens that He sees us through in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And it means that He intends your plans and purposes on the earth today to be good all the way through to eternal life. That's what it means. That's refreshing. That's good. That's delivering. That's releasing. 1 Peter 1.3 Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ through the dead. Now, beloved, I want you to understand something. We can live in the dwelling of new beginnings every hour, every day. New beginning isn't something that happens on a set time of year. It's not something that has to be so monumental that it's like putting wheels on a car that has no wheels. What it is, is it's putting ourselves in that place where the creational power of the Holy Spirit can work upon you and me every hour, every day. It's the depth of what your expectation is in Christ Jesus unfortunately some of the message that has come out from the body of christ is about just getting saved it's another notch on the belt (laughs) my son who probably listened to this later he got saved more than anybody i know he started getting saved when he was three or four years old and every time an evangelist or somebody invited someone he ran himself up there raised his hand one more time got saved one more time and person would put their hands on him and pray for him, And he'd come and sit back down. It didn't matter if the next week somebody had to sell. He ran back up there. He's doing that till he was about nine years old. He probably got saved about 40 times. I don't know how many times. Maybe he's still getting saved. I don't know. But it's not about just salvation in Christ. It's about being a new creation in Christ. It's how deep is your redemption? How deep will you go? you got to start somewhere. So if you haven't received Christ as your Lord and Savior here or on the air, let's take care of that today. Be daring. I think I'm talking to some tough people that are here and there. Be daring. It's the most daring, courageous thing you can do in your life. Is not only to give your life to Christ and say, you know what, let's do it. But also to recommit your life. Christ. As my wife said, tongue in cheeks, how many times have you been saved? She knows every time we go to Israel and I baptize people in the Jordan River, whoever's working with me, I baptize them, they baptize me again. And every time it's as if that dove descends from heaven and the Holy Spirit falls upon me. And I come out of there not chilled from the water, but chilled from the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because it's a reaffirmation, a recommitment, it's a humbling. It's saying, Lord, all of me for all of you. And it seems like it's always at the right times in my life when I need it. It's an understanding that the Lord and I are picking back up the pieces and going forward again. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. His kingdom's in you. Go deep with him. What do I mean by deep? don't be a theologian don't be religious please don't fall into rituals run from them don't follow a person honor them don't follow them follow the Lord the Spirit of God the kingdom inside of you right there The righteousness of Christ surely Surely I will sin and fall again. Maybe not so big, I hope. But when I do, he's already got me. No greater story. We have so many Moses, Abraham. Every great person in the Bible had a fall. Even John in prison. Are you really the Lord? <laughs> One more you need to see, John. I'm about to get my neck cut off. I just want to know you're the guy. As if maybe he would live a little longer if he wasn't. I don't know what his thought was. But some more dramatic. Abraham, that's not my wife. Go, go, go. They might kill me. His own wife. Moses killed a guy. Joseph in prison for rape. David. Oh, David. I don't think anybody magnifies in the word as much as David that did so many things that the Lord still kept him. Not only kept him, took him to the highest place. Esther, an orphan. An orphan became the queen. Mary, a little teenage girl. Came the mother of Jesus Paul responsible for Christians dying wrote more letters that are recorded in the Bible than any other person none close can we go on and on yes how about you how about me oh I know I fit there I know I fit and how he's regenerated and gave me new beginnings. And you know what? I know you fit this way too. You're going to do great things for God. They may not be published on television. You may have books, you may not. doesn't really matter. Something about books, they get read and put on a shelf. The treasures and your rewards that you store up from God, even in the silent things that nobody else will talk about they're up in heaven and the word says neither moth nor rust can destroy them the little good things that we do the little blessing you give somebody the prayers that you support someone with quietly the little opportunity you have to sow to somebody and give them something without anybody anybody honoring you for it the faithfulness to God In the midnight hour, the ability to say I'm sorry to somebody, the ability to worship him. Say, Lord, here I am. Treasures in heaven. Each and every one of you, treasures in heaven. So, how about we go this way? How about we simply just say to the Lord today, together, the hand of the Holy Father upon our heads? Say, Lord. Here I am. Let this be a new day, a new beginning, the beginning of new days, of new beginnings. That you, Father, are more in me and me more in you. Let's do it, Lord. Let's do it together. let's do it every eye closed every head bowed please wherever you're at oh I feel the presence of the Holy Living God those goosebumps are moving wherever you're at every eye closed I'm not gonna call you out publicly that's why I'm asking every eye closed and I see him close I'm the only one with eyes open If you say, today's the day, I'm going to make a courageous step. I'm not sure. I understand it completely, but I know it's the thing I want to do today. I want to ask Jesus Christ to be my Lord and to put his kingdom in my heart. If that's you, wherever you're at, every eye closed, every head bowed, just slip your hand up quickly so I can see you. Yes, I see you. Yes, I see you. Yes, I see you. Yes, I see you. I see you. Yes, I see you. And if you're feeling the inclination to get real with God, to say, you know what, Lord? How about more of you and more of me together? Let's have a new beginning right now. And Lord, let's keep it fresh. Every day. If that's you, and you say, Pastor, I want to join you. I want to rededicate my heart to the Lord. And I want to ask him to take me deeper with him. If that's you, just put your hand up right where you are. Yes, I see you. Yes, I see you. I see most of you. Yes, yes, I see you. Yes, I see you. It's not a hand to me. It's a hand to him. He sees you. It's a worship. Saying, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Let's just pray together now. First of all, if you're receiving Jesus Christ in your heart, Making that daring move that move of faith that most courageous move of your life right now Then I want you to repeat with me, and I want all of us to repeat together because we become family family of God Father I Accept Jesus Christ as my Lord I thank you that he died for my sins He was a man who never sinned, yet he took my place. He died on the cross. He descended into hell. He paid my price, and he resurrected. And because he lives, I live with him. Forgive me my sins. Make me new. Wash me clean help me to forget the bad things of my past Holy Spirit come inside of me Kingdom of God Let me be your house Be patient with me teach me guide me And let's do it together Lord in Jesus name Amen Now, to rededicate. Isn't it wonderful at times, and when I get asked, it's one of the best times, is when old people have been together a long time. They want to renew their vows, right? And uh, if they were here, I'd tell them they wouldn't mind. Dawn and Sandy at home, hi. You're old people. You know you are. (laughs) You're also bald, Dawn, but I still love you. And oh don they said oh if I was here I'd kiss you right on your bald head say they asked us to renew their vows with them this last year years and years of marriage with a glow in their eyes with love that was far from being romantic that too but it was based upon relationship with How about we renew our vows with God right now? Hmm? Say how many times, Pastor, as often as you will. He loves it. He loves you. I'm going to ask my wife, Laura Lee, to come up and lead us in that prayer. She's grabbing a microphone. It happens to be pink. This is a woman's thing. Right? This is a woman's thing. Re, re, rededicate our vows in the Lord right now. Ours. No, not ours. Every, well, ours too.
1: <laughs> Honey, will you marry me? <laughs> Let me think. Oh.
0: <laughs> then you take those four children. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! I was sitting here. For those, I was sitting here, right? I was here. Okay, I'm sorry. You just yeah. You're
0: going to lead us threw through a me prayer
1: a cur- curveball
0: of rededication, renewal in the Lord. Okay. New creation, moving deeper.
1: Okay. Okay. Duh. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We do dedicate ourselves, Father God. We're here, first of all, because we love you, Lord. We love you, and Lord, we are just so thankful to be part of your family, Father. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you do wash us clean, Father. We dedicate, rededicate our minds, Father God. Our minds belong to you, Father. Father, help us uh, to, to filter out those things and, and to forget. I know you can erase memories, Lord. You can erase memories, Father, of things that happened in our past that we might be holding on to, hurts, resentments, anger, Father, of things that people that hurt us, Lord. Help us to... To let go and to forgive them, Father, just as you forgave those, and when you were on the cross, and you said, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Father, help us to let go, let go of the past, Father. Father, we just ask you, Lord, to to um, help us, Lord, what with what we see, what we hear what we what we feel what we taste Lord you know we you know we're tempted by our senses Lord so those things that we shouldn't be looking at father just close the door on those Lord Lord whatever it is father that we would share with someone um, our wife our spouse or another uh, person that's the same as us for me another woman for my husband another man Lord if there's some kind of temptation Lord that we would have a prayer partner Lord that we can say yeah you know help me in this area father because we belong to you our bodies are the temple of the holy spirit father and we uh, we were bought with a price lord you gave your only son on the cross so we we dedicate our we dedicate our minds we dedicate our bodies we get dedicate our souls we dedicate our spirits lord we belong to you we don't belong to ourselves father i understand now what paul said when he said i'm a prisoner of jesus christ Lord, I'm not a prisoner of drugs or alcohol anymore. I'm not a prisoner of cigarettes anymore. I thank you, Lord, that you removed those addictions a long time ago, Father. Lord, we're not prisoners. We don't belong. We belong to you. So we thank you, Lord, that we do rededicate our lives, rededicate ourselves. Mind, body, soul, spirit, we belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: I have a little different twist to it. Uh, I'm not going to explain it to you. You're going to have to come or tune in line. I think you'll enjoy it. You'll appreciate it. We continue to build upon the firm foundation of the Word of God, bringing fresh revelation and renewal in power each and every week. It's a good time. It's a brief time. It's one hour, start to finish, right on the button. Not like today, but I had to go a little further because the worship went further. Um, three, three principles that are in my heart for this house this year. We could have a whole list of them. But one, as I've been um, setting before you and actually set a release out that went to many places, and I'll be doing more, kingdom. Kingdom mindset. Kingdom mindset for God. A lot comes with that. The other one is youth. We're going to make a very, very strong effort in this house for youth. We have the resources for it. We have the people for it. We're going to focus with it. Uh, We're going to collaborate and get together. This is the year. This is the year that our commitment is to youth. I want to fill this house with youth. And I want to take it from anybody who's younger than me all the way down to over there in the nursery. How's that? And everyone in between. Um, And then the, the third one is you, equipping you, kingdom, youth, and you. Those are our three principles. We're going to be working very hard on them. I've been writing notes down. I've been doing things, thinking of things, thinking about people, thinking about how to correlate and do this. I'm going to get together with some of you, and we're going to continue, and we're going to launch it and do it. Kingdom, youth, and you, equipping you. Amen? Um, So... A lot of times churches will give their whole sermon about what the church is going to do for the year. You just got that one in two minutes. It was more important for us to talk about God in us. Uh, This is the time that I take the offering. If you'd like an envelope, please just put your hand up. be happy to give you one. If you want two envelopes, put two hands up. Um, If you want to use a credit card, just give us your credit card and you know the rest. When we're done with it, we give it back to you. Um, if you want to give us a check, make it blank and uh, we'll deal with that one now. <laughs> Credit cards and checks made out to touch heaven. Thank you. For those of you online who are helping this and this is your church, boy, does it bless me that you write us from California, from Texas, from Arizona. Um, from other countries, and you tell us that you're being fed from this house and walking with us with this house and and, and agreeing with us with the message of God from this house, it is encouraging. And uh, it's more than that, it's kingdom. So I thank you. I thank you for being part of that passion for kingdom with us. And without you, I don't think I would have the same uh, encouragement about the strength of the kingdom that I have with you. Thank you so much for all of you who are online. If you are online, you can go to the donate button. You know how to do it. We appreciate you for that. We're uh, continuing to do a few things in the house, uh, working almost daily on the insides of the windows. When the spring comes, we'll work on the outsides. All the new windows are in. Uh, Bless God, the house is warmer. There's no wind blowing through it. All the old windows are gone. We have a few more things to do and to get finished, so uh, if you're still participating in your commitment to the mark, uh, please see that through, Um, and we're going to have some challenges as we go in this year uh, to reduce some debt for the church. I want us to come out debt-free, and and we're very good stewards, and we've put most of it into the house and fixing things and doing things, and now we need to just get rid of a little bit of debt, not much, a little bit, is comparatively to what it is. So thank you. Have we collected the uh, offering? I want to pray over that, please. No, there's still some here. Let's uh, up front here. Up front here, please. The first shall be last. (laughs) The last shall be first. Baptism next Sunday. Now, let me me do a a little addition to that invitation. You know, um, if you really feel in your heart that you just want to make a reaffirmation to God, and, and, and just, you know, make that sign both publicly and that I invite you to come. Uh, it's, it's, it's Don't think that it's a one-time thing because you heard that somewhere else. Uh, it's okay. It's being led by your heart in that moment of your life. And spiritually, sometimes it, it shuts some old doors and old gates that are open in your life. It makes a commitment and it signs it out. So if that's something that interests you, just let us know. Uh, show up with, with uh, you know, some undergarments you don't see through and that kind of stuff, and uh, we'll, we'll baptize here. We're going to have uh, a, a brief class right beforehand, so I would ask as you're coming or signing up, get here about 8.30, no later than a quarter to nine, because we need to stop at a quarter to 10 or close to it. Um, we've been kicking around uh, who's going to present in that Uh, but I'm also going to participate in that because I'm very briefly, I want to talk with people about uh, just a few things, a few little prophetic things in their life about what it means and what's going to happen on Sunday. So if that's something, how many of you think that it's something maybe you want to do? Put your hand up if it is. Yes, I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you. I think there's some more. Pray about it, please. You know, there's nothing like clothing ourselves um, in the baptism of the Lord. I might even get in there again. Hmm. I just might. Don't be surprised. Wouldn't be the first time. Okay. Uh, father, we thank you for this offering. Lord bless those who've given and those who couldn't give equally. Father, let us be good stewards. Thank you, father, that as we seek the kingdom of God and everything that we do, that you bless each and every person here. And that's in earshot of us and watching bless them father. Help us to accomplish the things in the kingdom that you've called us for. Lord, you, you, Father, be glorified in this treasure in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, thank you so much. Again, I'm sorry I went over a little bit, but the worship took us there. And um, that's where we ended up. We went probably about 20 minutes extra into worship. But, you know, I don't think that's time that's ill-spent. Do you agree? I think it's time well-spent. You'll still get home in time to watch boo ba buh beat boo ba buh at 1 o'clock. I think I know who, but I'm not going to say it because we got fans. But I do know one thing. Ohio State's going to win next Monday night. That I know. All right. God bless you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord be with you and take you everywhere that you go. May he guard your footsteps, guard our hearts, guard our minds, and bless you with every rich blessing from heaven above. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Thank you and God bless you.